One of the most important needs that we have is the need to be accepted. I'm guessing that we really long to be accepted, right? But what if someone asked you if you accepted everyone? What would you say? We would probably say, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the one. I accept everybody, no matter who they are. So let me tell you a story. A man entered a church, not our church, but a church. And he had dirty and torn clothes on. The usher, by the name of George, noticed the man, but he noticed a pack of cigarettes in his, you know, little lapel pocket. George walks up to this man. He didn't know him. He was a visitor. And he took the cigarettes out of his pocket, put them on the floor, and crushed them and said, not in here. Wow. That was something. You know, this man, he didn't know, and he just invaded his little space, took his cigarettes out, and smashed them on the floor. When the service ended, the pastor came up to the man and handed him $10. And he said, take this and purchase yourself a, another pack of cigarettes. And he apologized for George being that way with him. You see, the pastor not only welcomed this man, he accepted him. He accepted him. You see, the cigarettes were there, but there was also the appearance that he had, the dirty clothes and torn. If you could just imagine what that would be like if someone walked in here like that, would we judge or would we accept? You see, we're being called to look at how we judge a little bit. Not this much, but just this much, right? But judging is judging, regardless to the amount of the judging. Now, when we welcome and accept people, we're able to accept them knowing that they're created in the image and likeness of God, just like us. And what the new visitor, the man, and the pastor didn't know about George is that George's sister his sister had just gotten diagnosed with lung cancer. George was feeling guilty, ashamed, and a little sad because he remembered giving his sister her first cigarette at age 15. You see, we don't know what feelings are behind the judgments that we can make sometimes. There's usually something underneath them. George needed to discover how to use the, the keys of radical acceptance. The key to radical acceptance. 
Now, using the keys to radical acceptance will do three things. It will unlock the door to accepting ourselves, unlock the door to accepting others, and unlock the door to accepting love. You see, acceptance is really the key to love. Now, first, we're going to use the key to unlocking the door to accepting ourselves. And one of the ways that we can do this is by noticing our feelings. George felt guilty for giving his sister her first cigarette. I think I would feel guilty, too. You know, sister got lung cancer. It's related to the smoking. She smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. George was the first one. Yeah, might feel a little guilty. Yes. But George had been focusing on the past by bringing up something that had happened long before. He was being called to notice his feelings, accept them, and understand that he cannot fix the past. He could not fix the past. He needed to focus <clears throat> on the now. Yeah. Now, last Sunday, um, the, the Power of Now that was written by Eckhart Tolle was the book that our board vice president, Jerry, had stated she read over and over again. And each time she read that book, hey, Jerry, something would jump off the page she hadn't seen before. And it would shift something in her life. She would notice, wow, that applies to me. Maybe I need to do X, Y, Z. Now, in that same book, Mr. Tolley wrote these words. He said, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Make it your friend and ally, not your enemy. This will miraculously transform your whole life. George acted before he accepted the man dressed in dirty, torn clothes with cigarette, a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. And it was due to his own guilt, pain, and despair. He had to learn to accept himself first before he could accept the visitor. That brings us to the second key to radical acceptance. Now we can look at using the, the key to unlock the door to accepting others. And we do this by being non-judgmental, by being impartial. So in, in the Bible, in the book of Romans, chapter 2, the writer, um, chapter 2, verse 1, the writer says, and I'm going to just read it, how it says it in the Bible, therefore you have no excuse, whoever you are, when you judge others, for in passing judgment on another, 
you condemn yourself because you, the judge, are doing the same things. In other words, when we judge others, we're judging something about ourselves. When George was judging the man, he was judging his own feelings of guilt and despair about his sister. Remember I was saying that there's always something underneath that way that we're being in the world with people. Now, when we look at this, we can actually go further in in this Bible section, in this book of Romans, to verses 10 and 11. And it says, There will be the glory and honor and peace from God for all who are good do good. First for the Jew and also the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. But why is it that people have a hard time accepting each other? Because they thought since people did not worship like them, look like them, eat like them, be like them, talk like them, that something was wrong. You see, the Jewish people had this, this, this certain bubble that they lived in. And it was the only bubble that was supposed to exist. And anyone outside of that, they were called Gentiles. But a lot of them were Greeks. And, and so in this, in this reading, it, it's saying, just turn that mirror around and look at yourself. Because I can't look at you unless I look at me. That I have to be willing to look at my own stuff first before I look at you. And that when I heal, when we heal those broken pieces inside of us, then we radiate out love, acceptance, that nonviolent communication we talked about in the core value today. That when we are doing our own work and committed to it, it transforms us and transforms the world. It radiates out from us and radiates out all the places and the spaces we reside. Yes? So, I I got an experiment. Take a look at your hands. Look at the front, look at the back. Just look at them. You can do that too online. Look at your hands, unless you're driving. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't, no. Even though every now and then I drive with my hands off my wheel. A coastal wouldn't like that. It's only for like 10 seconds. I'm good at it. (laughs) Jeff. You're good at it, right? Yeah. So look at your hands and just look at them. What are you saying about those hands? What are you judging about those hands? I'm sure at least one of us said something about them. Oh, that. 
that wrinkle, that piece of whatever it is, that funny-looking crookedness, the nails. Yeah, just looking at our hands. And we can notice that the back and the front of them are still our hands. So I want you to repeat after me. I am willing to accept my hands. Together? I am willing to accept my hands. The front and the back of them. Yeah, just the way they are. Now, let's broaden the experiment. Look at your neighbor. Show them your hands. Show them the front of your hands and the back of your hands. You see them? Uh-huh. Notice them. Notice those hands. I know you're laughing. I don't know why, but <laughs> notice your hands. I didn't say talk about them. I just said, I, I, <laughs> I said, notice your hands and your neighbor's hands. Okay, let's say these words together. I accept, I am willing to accept your hands. I am willing to accept your hands. Somebody put that in the chat box. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, put that. I am willing to accept your hands. There's still our hands, the front and the back of them, whatever they look like. Now, I'm guessing that all these hands each have five fingers on them. Mm -hmm. If we add them up, it's ten. They each have fingernails of whatever length or not. And we have lines in them, those ones we were born with. But they look different. If we really were to look closer at each other's hands, they may or may not look the same. But they're still hands. So when we're talking about accepting ourselves and each other, it is as simple as our hands. I know, it's a radical way of being, but yet, we can judge those hands, can't we? So let's get back to George. Perhaps by using the key to unlock the door to accept himself, he used the key to unlock the door to accept others. By having the willingness to accept your hands and your neighbors, you have tapped in to the spiritual power we have of this month, which is will. Now, will is the ability to choose. We get to choose, right? What we say about our hands and what we don't. What we embrace about our hands and what we want to kind of discard. The Matthew associated with Will is Matthew, and he represents the decision-making part of the brain. The color that is represented by Will is what? Silver and gray, either or, and some people have those on, including their shoes. And these are really comfortable today, I'll just say. Not like last week, I thought I was going to die. Um, <clears throat> 
In the revealing word, our co-founder Charles Fillmore says this about will. He said, will is the executive faculty of the mind, the determining factor in us. What we will or decree comes to pass in our experience. So when we were looking at our hands, were we willing the will of our hands or the will of our finite mind and our thinking? You see, our thoughts produce things, right? That third basic unity principle that talks about the power of our thoughts. When I had you look at your hand, you had a thought about them. Mm -hmm. But if we shift it and say, these are beautiful hands. They are beautiful fingers. They have, they have carried me around for all these years. Thank you so much for being my beautiful, fabulous, fantastic hands just the way you are. It's a shift in the now. Not about what they look like when we were 10, 15, but what they look like now. Beautiful, magnificent images of God. Now, that leads us to the last key to unlocking the door of accepting love. We must first, though, look at Love in this present moment. Perhaps something happened when we were little that hurt so bad we were afraid to receive. Perhaps something happened in an intimate relationship with someone that hurt so bad that we no longer trust. Perhaps we had a relationship with a family member and it hurt so bad we were afraid to receive love. How? can we learn to accept love, the love we receive? We can consider divine love. Divine love is unconditional. Divine love is unlimited. Divine love is trusting. Divine love always feels good. Divine love always feels good. And it starts from turning the key to unlock the door to accepting ourselves. Now, in The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle said, if you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. Primary right reality is within. Secondary reality is without. That means that we have to unlock the door to accepting ourselves and walk through it. Every time we tell ourselves something that is not love, we say, oh, I know that. You know, I called myself that. Oh, yeah, right, I've done that before. And say, you are love. You are beloved. You are loving. That we use those love words in order for them to be infused in our bodies so that they radiate out from within. And then the secondary part of that is it then goes out to you and to those that we care about and some that we don't care about. That it becomes this vibration, this vibration that is vibrating high and high and, and it just radiates. Kind of like when Jesus, you know, you saw the pictures depicted of him with the shining crown around his, his head. It was kind of like the sun. That was his vibration. 
That was that mm, radiating power and presence of the infinite that was rolling as him that was pure love. You see, we, we have pure love. It is right here. It is in here. It, you can't feel it unless you already have it. You can't experience unless you've tasted it. You have it here. And when we have those little times of judgment, it's just calling us to look at it and go, oh, 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 that's not it. I accept myself, so I accept you. We turn, lastly, to the key to unlock the door of accepting love. So you might be one person that comes into the spiritual community and you feel something, something at Unity of Gaithersburg, and you're like, I don't know what it is. It's something about what's happening in the air here. It is the vibration of love. And it can't happen unless we're all in, like all in, in. And those who are not in, they're drawn in. It's a drawing in. It's a welcoming in. And we want to tell everybody we know, hey, come on over to my church. We are welcoming. We are affirming. We radiate love. You want to know what love feels like? Come here. You want to know what love feels like out there in love streaming land? Come here. I know some of you don't want to come, but that's all right. Or, or, well, or here's the thing. You might live in Australia or you might live in, in Europe or something like that, and that's fine. But feel the love. We're vibrating out to you. For the definition of love is the action of consenting to receive. To receive our good. Welcoming taking something that is given to you. So what is radical acceptance? It is radical acceptance of ourselves. It is radical acceptance knowing we are individualized expressions of God. It is radical acceptance knowing that we are the change we came here to be. It is radical acceptance to know we're created in the image. It is radical acceptance to know that we are the love. It is radical acceptance to know that our hands are all right just the way they are, right? When we look at them, look at them. Hello, hands. You're beautiful hands. You get me around. You help me do things. I can touch you. I can feel you. I can squeeze myself with these hands. Radical acceptance is accepting all there is now. Accepting all there is now. Radical acceptance is accepting our holy, holy self. Accepting our divinity. Accepting that we are radiating love and there's nothing we can do about it. But just move in the vibration. Move a little. I'm accepting my radiating love. Yes, 
We can even dance to it. We can get down, down to it. We can climb mountains. Like yesterday at Seneca Park, and I had to get someone drive me back to my car. You know, I'm not admitting it, but I was sweating a lot. I'm radically accepting that I'm 62 in eight months. I don't want to tell you that, but it's the damn truth. <laughs> And what we get to do is we get to embody it. So our affirmation for today will help us to know that love right here. I'm going to read it once and then invite you to read it with me. I am boldly accepting myself and others by radiating divine love. Together, I am boldly accepting myself and others by radiating divine love. Again, I am boldly accepting myself and others by radiating divine love. All right, let's just take that in for a moment. And if you'd like to join me in closing your eyes and just know that we are the vibration, we are radiating Mm, these droplets, these mm, energy particles of, of love and divine love that are bouncing up against each other and, and joining hearts and minds and joining as one hand and one heartbeat. Feel it. Feel it. For what we need. What we really want is to be accepted. And what the world needs is love, sweet love. If your eyes are closed, let's open them one more time and say this affirmation together because our heart depends on it. Together, I am boldly accepting myself and others by radiating divine love. And so it is. And so it is up to us to vibrate, to radiate, to just be divine love. Thank you and namaste.